expecting it. I was like, holy shit, is this happening? So you wanted me to pan to get that moment where yes. you had, but of course I'm an asshole. And I, hey, I screwed up the whole situation per usual. But it was perfect for us. Again, it was. It, we, I have these elaborate plans. You do. And then personality wise, whatever you want to call it, it's always infused. And it wouldn't have been that story and that special yeah. if it didn't happen like right. that. What's up and welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to the pod. We have a pug in here today. We allowed her to come in, even though we feel kind of like, eh, but if she does start to get a little crazy with her licking and... If you hear like a 500 pound man snoring, it's, it's not me. just me <laughs> We're going to give it a go. This is the first time we've invited her to the studio. Well, we've had her a couple times and I've... We've had to kick her ass yeah. out. So she's here today with us. You all can say hi. Say hi, Mimi LaRue. Oh my god, are we those people? We're so <laughs> annoying. Okay, welcome back to the pod. This episode is brought to you by Traveler School, our online course for healthcare travelers. Definitely go check it out if you are thinking about traveling. It walks you through step by step everything you need to know. And you get to hang out with us. And you get to hang out with us. So go check it out at freedomandscrubs.com and let's get into the episode. Let's do it. Okay, so for those of you guys who are new to the podcast, who are new to the podcast, thanks for for checking us out. We are we always forget to introduce ourselves. We just figure everyone knows us. Know. But um, if you're new, we are Kim and Aaron. We are your hosts. We are healthcare travelers. We have been traveling for the last seven years, which is crazy. Actually, it's over seven years now. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And we basically take contracts all over the U.S. and we pack up and move to a new location like every three months, essentially. Yeah. And this podcast is basically a compilation of seven years on the road, the stories we've seen, the travels we've done, um, just lessons, lessons, mistakes, mistakes. craziness, yeah, all of the things. It's just a creative outlet for us um, to come in here and share stories with all of you. Yeah. So welcome, and if you are returning back to the pod, thank you for coming back to hang out with us this week. And as always, head over to freedomandscrubs.com or on iTunes, and if you're loving this podcast, if you like this episode, please leave us a review, please leave us some feedback. Um, We love hearing from you guys, and it helps us um, keep showing up every single week, and it also helps us get better and better over time to show up and, and... um, give you guys what, what you want. So, Absolutely. And share it with go. a friend. Bring friends along. Yeah. Invite <laughs> your friends. The so more yeah, the left, merrier. We left off last week with, we told the story. It kind of went off on a major tangent. We, we didn't, went wild last week. We didn't week. actually think that all that was going to come out, which then we left some space. <laughs> we got off the podcast and we're like, oh, we should have said this. Yeah. We should have said that. But we believe firmly that we say what we need to say. And it ser- if it serves you, great, fantastic. But we just kind of went out with it and let it rip. And then we realized, crap, we, we wanted, wanted to, to say, say more. This. Yeah, so anyway, let's start with that. Okay, so last week we talked about our trip to Europe. And the crazy and plane Vegas story. And all of that, yeah. And so what we wanted to say and what we didn't say, because this like blew my mind. Mm-hmm. And we've experienced this one time before when we were in Italy. Mm-hmm. And France. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I forgot that we've been to France already. With the Savion. South of France, yes. which is amazing. Um, 
But we, okay, hold on. Let me just put some context around this because me in the United States, I typically, okay, I'm not going to say I'm not like a big drinker because when I drink, I get on it. Like I like to have, I like to have a few cocktails. Like I'm definitely not like, I'm not a big drinker, but when I do drink, I typically get tipsy whipsy. Okay. Dance party. Yeah. Like we get down. Like we like to just have like a good time and like let go. If you're going to do it, do it. Yeah. And just just be silly and dance and all of the things. But I never have been a person that can drink multiple days in a row, nor have I ever wanted to be a person that drinks multiple days in a row. Like, even in my prime, even, like, you know, when I was a teenager. Yeah, you were one day and done. A young buck. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, even in, like, the height of my party days, I was still, like, one day done. Mm -hmm. You know, I've just never been able to hang that way. Like, I'm not a rallier. I'm never... Yeah, you're, like, the ultimate rallier. Like, you can, like... Drunk and, like, get back into it. Yeah. Never been a rallier. But, again, I don't just typically drink and then puke and then get back on it. So, again, I feel the same way as you, where now in my older age, um, I was able to rally, um, you know, do multiple days when I was young. Yeah, and, like, do, like, a Friday night, Saturday night, and then do, like, brunch on Sunday. But I was wrecked for the whole week. Yeah. But now it's really just one day. I can maybe go two yeah, you can. For you, you definitely can more than me. I just don't have any desire. Like you know, people say like hair of the dog. Like I'm very much like if I feel like shit and I have a pounding headache and I feel like I'm gonna like barf all over like my t-shirt. <laughs> the last thing I want to do is like put more toxins into my body. Right. right. Like the body is trying to cleanse. It's trying to get rid of what you have done to it, and it's trying to like get back on track. So putting more alcohol in like doesn't make sense to me. I feel like it's just prolonging the situation. So that's never been me, never has, never will be. So how we live life in the States is typically like either every like one day on the weekend or every other weekend, we will typically like go out to dinner or we'll stay at home and have some wine, chill, talk, like it's a whole vibe situation. And like, that's how we roll. Okay. In Paris. And Barcelona. We legit drink wine every damn day. Every damn day. That's pretty much what you do though, right? Well, because it was whole it was all part of the experience. It's like yeah. we wanted to try the different we were only there for six days, so it was like a short trip and much of the trip included trying the foods, drinking the wine, doing the things. Well and we told you in the last episode that we went to the food and wine tours in both cities. So yeah. I mean that was in the title. Right. Food and wine tours. Exactly. So we literally, literally drink every single day. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I forgot to mention too. I'm a, I am a hungover person. Yeah, Kim is like, it doesn't matter. It could be uh, where she stays normally. Like, like, just, I could have like one if she glass does like vodka spritzers and she stays on that, she's not mixing. She doesn't do shots. She can wake I up never the next. Do shots. Right. You so can not do a shot. But person. I'm saying, like, a lot of people are like, oh, well, if you do like vodka and shots and beer, like, of course you're going to feel hungover. But literally, you could do one or two drinks and wake up and feel like death the yeah. next morning. I could have like one beer and be hungover. Yeah. Like, I am somebody who typically gets hungover. That's why we always have Pedialyte and Excedrin on hand. Mm-hmm. If you're not on that train, get on it because it literally will save your well, life. And it's also it re- resuscitates it you. It literally reduces the amount of time that we've gone out and drank now because we don't want to wake up and feel like crap well, every Exactly. Yeah. So I, I'm a person who typically gets hungover after I drink, and that's why I don't I don't drink a lot because I have a lot to do and I like to feel good and I don't want to waste time feeling like shit. Okay, put that aside. So here we are in Paris, in Barcelona. 
We are legit drinking wine every single night. And every morning we woke up and felt like it had never happened. Oh, yeah. Energized. Like ready to run a marathon. Ready to go. Absolutely. And not even just like, oh, I don't feel like I want to like blow my brains out or puke for hours. I legit feel good. Like I'm waking up at 7 a.m. I think one morning you were up at like 6.30 taking walks on the beach. Like we were vibing. Like we felt so good. It literally felt like nothing had happened. Like you had gone to bed at 7 p.m. and like slept for, you know, eight hours. Like it was a whole thing. And I'm like, what is going on? Why can we drink like this? Mm-hmm. And we we feel great. And we, and we don't we, even get drunk. And we weren't even talking about like just a gl- glass of wine at dinner. We're we were literally bottles like, are flowing. bottles are flowing. And then we would find like a, a cocktail mixer bar where they do like mixology and things like that and have some cocktails. Where you drink whiskey from a pipe. Whiskey from that a pipe. That was the whole moment. You did the uh, margarita cream sickle. Oh, that was amazing. Yeah. The Barcelona was very into their craft cocktails, which I really appreciated. Um, and it was really, really cool to kind of dive into that scene because mm-hmm. we got some local recommendations. Um, but yeah, it was like, not only did you not really feel drunk, but you felt great. And it was like, damn, like if I feel great the next day, we're going to go out, we're going to get dinner. Let's try another kind of wine. Mm -hmm. Like, and it was so funny. So we were like having these conversations because we're like, why is this happening? Right. And kind of from what we gathered. Yeah. Cause I don't want to put it out there. Like we're some like, yeah, I have no chemical, like alcoholologists yeah all we can speak is from experience oh and then again when we went to italy years ago we would go to a food a wine tour we would go drink wine all day and legit come back and work out yeah we'd get on the boat and go to the gym (laughs) like we felt again it's like it never happened right it's the weirdest thing but kind of what we gathered just from like talking to people is a the um obviously the wines there are made differently like there's not a lot of tannins and the tannins in the wines are what make you feel hungover and give you that headache feeling and all of that kind of stuff and the sulfites right yeah so the tannins of the sulfites are super 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 low in the wines over there and they say like the better quality and the more expensive the wine the harder it is to get drunk, mm-hmm. which I had never heard before. So, like, we could drink a whole bottle of wine and, like, feel just like a normal human. Mm-hmm. So, it was, it was, like, a very interesting experiment. Yeah. Almost, well, because I never we, felt like that before. We actually before. came home in the other weekend, or the other, it was, what, Thursday night or Wednesday night? We had some oh, wine. Yeah, from Spain. We had some Spain and France wine, um, which, again, same scenario. Woke up the next yeah. day, went to work, felt perfectly fine but well, I, I felt a little tired i'm not gonna lie but well, not like different than yeah definitely not like how i usually do and so now moving forward here's a takeaway like we <laughs> always like to give a tangible takeaway we're only gonna drink wine from france and from mm, i mean yes we're gonna try but... i mean it's hard because i love a good california ca- california pina okay can i not talk Pino. peanut noir peanut newer <laughs> We like peanut new. I love a good pinot from California. I'm not going to lie, but I've noticed such a big difference in the way that I feel. And mm-hmm. that was so cool to be able, not that it's like cool to drink every night, but just to be able to do that and wake up the next morning and feel amazing well, and go on your, your normal trip. day. Right. Yeah, not ruin your trip because that's what holds me back I from ever think, drinking. I also think mindset has a lot to do with it as well. 
Because, like, for instance, when I went to, like, spring break, like, woohoo, college okay, days. Baby. Like, we drank for, like, five days straight. And not once did I feel hungover. We woke up the next day, went to the beach, like... You were also a child. I was. But I'm just saying, like, I think, like, I still couldn't do that as yeah. a child, as you say, um, when I was, like, at home. Yeah. But I also think that... Again, like mindset's important because we were on a mission. We wanted, to, we were only there for a short amount of time. We wanted to take in as much as we could. That being said, again, I am a person who gets hangovers that like people are like, oh, I feel like shit, but they can pick themselves up and just keep going. Some with people the day. go to Orange Theory hungover. Yeah, like never. I'm the kind of person that I'm literally in bed, like shaking like a leaf and like throwing up for hours. And so, like the time that we went to Canada was probably like the, the worst, worst hangover I ever had. And we were with a, a friend, and we had this whole plan. The next day. To we were, explore Vancouver. To, we, yeah. we were going to go do all the things. None of us had been to Vancouver before. It was like this really cool weekend trip. I was literally so sick. I could not stop puking that we were like, we're going home. Like, mm -hmm. we're not doing shit. And mm -hmm. our poor friend, she was like, guys. She felt great. Yeah. Like, she's like, um, like, can you like rally? And like, you know, like, can we go to breakfast even or something? We're like, we're going home. Like, I literally drove back to america it was like what a two hour drive or something mm -hmm. i had a bag in front of my you mouth didn't drive i drove you drove like a freaking boss yeah i couldn't have drove i would have gotten another night at the hotel and called mm -hmm. like i literally couldn't have driven i sat there with a bag in front of my mouth and could <laughs> not move my eye gaze like i couldn't turn to like look in any direction i just had to look forward with the bag or i was going to be sick mm -hmm. and that was one of the lowest moments of my life where i was like why? Why? Like, I've ruined an entire day because last night we went out and had some cocktails and now I feel like total shit. And I think we, like, gave up drinking for a while after that. Because I was like, I'm not about this life. Like, no. this is not how I want to live. Like, that was a low moment. Yeah. We, we always need those. I mean, it was definitely followed with, I'm never drinking again. Of course. Again. Per usual. And yeah. then we went to Chick-fil-A and got Pedialyte and Excedrin and a nap. And then I was brought back to life. Because yeah. Chick-fil-A will always bring you back Absolutely. to life, too. Unless it's on a Sunday. Unless it's on a Sunday, yeah. then you're fucked. Yeah. All right. So that was that was our, our wine experience. And if you, like, if you've been to Europe or you've experienced this, like, I'm just interested in other people's takeaways because I really do think it's, like, a special magic potion that too. they have bottled yeah. that makes you feel alive. I agree. At all times. I agree. No well, matter I how mean, much we you were drink. walking so much. We were eating, like... It, it was like a perfect combination, yeah. I think. It just all works. Yeah. Let us know your thoughts on yeah. this. Okay. And then um, we also wanted to say, too, that we didn't get to was after we told our story. So, again, we do a lot of our daily stories on Instagram. If you're not following Kim and Aaron, G-E-R-R-A-N-G, um, you can follow along with our daily story. So, we were talking about the plane story. We were telling all the things. And one of our dear friends back home heard the story and then sent us like a care package, which was like the so coolest thing ever. Sweet. She literally sent us uh, masks for the plane yep. so we can not have to worry about people in their windows. Yep. And then like bomb ass earplugs. Yeah. Because I wish I would have had those. I know. With the lady. I even said this would be the perfect time for a mask right now. Yep. If you don't know what we're talking about, go back to last week's episode because yeah. we tell like a crazy story that happened to us on a flight. So thank you, Chrissy. Yeah. We, we deeply appreciate that. Was that was so cool. And now we can use that for our next adventure, yeah. which we just booked yesterday, which yeah. was such a cool moment. So we, in February, we are going to New Zealand. Whoop, whoop. 
for three weeks and we rented a camper van and we're going to do like the whole camper van vibe, New Zealand Zealand vibe. Like Mm -hmm. it's a whole situation happening. Yep. Um, We're going to bring the podcast on the road and do a live podcast from our um, camper camper van. van. Which I'm so excited about. Oh, and then like, so there's so many different camper vans that you can choose from. It's kind of overwhelming. And so we'll do like a whole thing on it. Like, cause I feel like you gotta, you know, you gotta like teach people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what we ended up coming, the one that we ended up choosing, of course, is like the nicest one that has a real potty Mm -hmm. and a shower and a shower, which the shower is over the potty. I'm not really into those vibes, but having a potty. So we had to pay obviously more for that, but I'm like, this is priceless because if anyone who knows me knows I go to the bathroom, like every five minutes, like I need a a real potty. That's all I need. Mm -hmm. Simple, basic potty to do my business and so we got the van that has a potty in it and i'm like really excited i have no idea we've never lived in like a van or that close of quarters i know yeah it's gonna be so fun i'm but, excited I mean, the great outdoors is our backyard i know so that like sitting at a uh, picnic table or out in some chairs like overlooking like a beautiful scenery i'm good with that i'm, I'm like so down you can for stay that in the vibe. van and, and do your thing i'm not staying in the van <laughs> i'm out in nature all right you know i love nature yeah so anyway, that's exciting. That's, so we'll be talking more about that. Um, so that was a cool moment. Yeah. And then the next thing we'll chat about real quick before we jump into our engagement story, yeah. which I'm super excited to talk about, is we are moving again. Yeah. Now, as you guys know, healthcare travelers move all the time. This was the craziest. We've moved. This will be our third move within this contract. Yeah. Which is nuts. And... This hasn't been the easiest of finding housing. It's not like this like huge housing area because of the Paradise Fires and how jammed Chico is with like Chico State and you know all that kind of stuff. There's literally uh, wait lists. Like I heard a commercial on the radio. Get in now because the wait lists for November and December are like three pages long. So get your apartments now. And I mean, when they're coming on the radio talking about that, it's very saturated housing market here. And that doesn't make it easy, especially for travelers who need something short term. Mm -hmm. And so we've been renting this house um, in the middle of nowhere Mm -hmm. down a dirt road. And it's been great. It's been fantastic. We've basically been house sitting for the people that they're on this amazing trip. They went up to Alaska. We've been house sitting for them and they're coming home. And so anyways, we're moving. And of course... I always say, like, what you focus on, you create more. We always focus, like, we're going to find the perfect place. It's going to be easy. Like, I'm not going to go down a rabbit hole of this is hard. And we ended up finding a perfect place. It's month to month, which is a traveler's dream. It was available. Like, we were able to move in early. It wasn't just available. Number one, they fully upgraded it, and they didn't change the price. So we got the original price, which was $160 less a month for this upgraded apartment the person living in it bought a house and was just waiting to wait out his lease. Found out that we wanted it earlier. Moved out this weekend. Yep. We get to move in this weekend coming up. Yep. And just it just worked out. It's and again, perfect. it's exactly what Kim said. There's not one time that we feel, oh, this is going to be hard. This is going to be difficult. We're not going to find a place. What if we don't find it? Yeah. We just know that it's going to work out. Yeah. I mean, there were so many other little like things that went on. Like we went to an apartment complex. They were closed yeah. for a meeting. And we went into the other one that we ended up finding a place. 
and she was at a and meeting was and then showed up and then a lady came in and asked about our apartment why we were yep. filling out the because that's the thing is apartments go so quick it's like very competitive because there's so many things that are like it's a limited market mm-hmm. so they go so fast so it's like we got in there at the right time which come to find out that other place that we thought we wanted uh patty actually said that's not you don't want to live in that area really yeah so it's like you know it always works out and i think just a side note, it goes back, everything that we do in life, and especially as travelers, is having that attitude, that mindset of like, everything is figure outable. this is going to be easy, we're going to find something perfect, and like going into everything that you're doing with that kind of an attitude, because yep. it's going to open up the door for more opportunities, and if you're setting yourself up to be closed-minded and to go in with that attitude of like, this is going to be hard. There's not a lot of places because of the fires. There's nowhere to live. Like we would have went down that hole, then we would have just closed ourselves off. So it's like having an open mind, a good attitude, and just knowing everything will work out. And it honestly, it, it, it always does. It does. You know? And it's so, about taking a step back and not putting all these like features and things that it has to be and I have to find this. It's simple. To, just like let me walk into a place and evaluate as we go. Yeah. And if we have to rent furniture, we have to rent furniture. If we have to get cable, we have to get cable. Like, right. we'll just roll with it as it comes. We figure it out as we go. Yeah, and it's we're done. And another cool factor is that there is a running trail mm-hmm. that goes off of the property and goes to two different parks, mm-hmm. which is so cool because we've been saying we want to get back into running. It's fall here. The air is crisp. It's, like, the perfect time for running. And now we can just, like, run to parks. Like, yeah. so it's just perfect. We're excited. We feel like we're moving to a big city, even though it's not, but compared to where we are right now, it's like, oh, my God, we're going yeah. to It's a new exciting city. chapter. Like, this, like, Mary's house was perfect for yeah. what it was. This house has been perfect for the time frame we were in. Yeah. And now Chico's going to be perfect for the time frame we're in. Yeah. Like, it's just all perfect. It's all working out. All right, let's get into our story. Okay. So, let me start it, because I'm going to say, so, for those of you guys who have been following us, and you heard the story about how I accidentally gave my wedding band and my engagement ring to a homeless man here in Oroville, it's a whole situation, it's a whole story. If you haven't listened to that, then we did a full podcast episode. It's like episode four, I think. Yeah. It will say like Kim gave her wedding band to a homeless man. Wedding ring saga. Yeah. So definitely listen to that because obviously we're not going to go through that whole thing again. But to put context around this, Aaron and I have been married for nine years in November. Our anniversary is coming up, which is really cool. And we've been engaged or we've been together for 12 years. Mm -hmm. And so I've had, you know, an engagement ring for 12 years, a wedding band for nine years, and I gave it to a homeless man, so they were gone. And so, um, this, I guess, long story short, in Paris... Well, no, let's back that we up. We got engaged again. Again, yes. But okay. again, we basically, we found out um, a couple weeks into giving the ring away, we went after it hardcore, as we talked about in the story. But um, finally got in contact with somebody that had a little inside. Um, and they said basically... Oh, Joshy. Yeah, the rings are gone. It was sold outside of the homeless community. They're pretty much gone. So unless you want to track them down through the police, that's pretty much all you have. So, you know, we basically had long conversations. Kim dealt with it really well. I found peace. Found peace around it that maybe they're serving somebody else. Um, and so once I realized that we did not have those rings and they weren't coming back, I knew we were going to Paris and I thought, hold on, go ahead. I just want to say that, you know, we talked about, cause here's the thing, like for me, 
I'm not a materialistic person, but obviously those rings had incredible value to me because not only were they insanely beautiful, like yeah, they, they were. were beautiful rings, um, and I was proud of them and I loved them, but they symbolize like our relationship, yeah. right? All the so, stories that it built yeah. along the way. And so losing them were, it was hard and it was sad. And, but, you know, after talking about, okay, so what do we want to do moving forward? Because I didn't like the feeling of not having anything on my finger. Like, I'm married. Like, I love wearing a ring. you said you were getting looks. I was. Like, people were, like, looking at me all, like, like side-eyed and shit. It was weird because it was, like, I was single. It Mm -hmm. looked like I was single. And I did not like that feeling. And then Mm -hmm. it was weird because, like, we would be together and you have a wedding ring on. You look like my mistress. Yeah, and I'm like, this is so uncomfortable. So I didn't like the feeling. But this is what I was very clear on is that I we are not in a place in our life where we wanted to spend a lot of money to replace the rings. Yeah. yeah. Like, we've been there, done that. At that point, it was important and it was fun and it was a moment. But where we are now, like, I'm not interested in spending that kind of money on a, on a ring, on a diamond. Like, I just, I've never cared about that. Like, I'm not somebody who cares about an upgrade or, like, a huge ring. I just, I've never cared about that. Mm. I would rather spend money on, like, traveling, right? Well, like, I, mean, I don't I, care. I think that all loops in, as you even said, in talking about it, you were like, I just want a story behind whatever I'm wearing. Right. So it could be a, a ribbon ring but if it had a story around it a cool story yeah it worked and so that's what we talked about is like okay so where does this leave us because I didn't want Aaron to go out and spend all this money on an engagement ring or like any of that because like yeah would that be cool but no I, I just I didn't want him to spend the money on that and again to put it in context we were at the point when all of this happened that we were so close to paying off all of our debt yes and being debt free so I couldn't imagine working so hard to like be free financially to then go spend a shit ton of money on a ring. So anyways, we were in agreement that we weren't going to spend a lot of money on a ring, but we were going to find something special that would be the new symbol. Yeah. And it was going to have a story. Right. And so that's where we left it. And I was like, I'll just, Aaron said, I'll take, I want to be in charge of this. I want to take care of it. And so I kind of just let it be. Well, and it was fun too, because we had like little uh, nonchalant conversations about, so if I do find something, what's my budget? Yeah. So then that way I knew that, okay, this is where we want to sit. This is where she'll feel okay with. Um, Especially, I mean, that was a huge thing, paying off all of our debt. Because that was the thing of like, how can I put something on a credit card? Because if I pay cash, you're going to notice that lump sum coming out. Yeah. So it wasn't that we didn't have the money. It was a matter of like, how can I position this to where you don't find it? Oh, yeah. And so there was all these things going on. And I knew that if you caught me, then one, there goes Paris, which I really wanted to do. So I was going all in on that. But I also didn't want to mess up the whole credit card paying off thing. Yeah. So it was like all these things were kicking in. Um, but beneficially, my little ace in the hole, um, George George Ellis, who is uh, George the Jeweler on um, Instagram. That's such a great name. George the Jeweler. But he's George underscore the Jeweler. Um, that's the real George George Ellis. Um, he's a good friend of ours and also an amazing jeweler. He's actually one of my, he was one of my first ever um, entrepreneurial idols. Yes. Um, this dude, we would go on like to the Dominican and this, he's reading books on building a, you know, business. building a business and all these, he was always so focused and so driven. And he had this lifestyle where he woke up and created beautiful things, um, on his own time. And that was like one of the first times I ever saw 
somebody stepping out of their own and using their skills and creativity to bring joy into people's lives. Yeah. I just want to like go down a side road for a moment because I remember like, you know, he, we would be like, for instance, we were in the Dominican and he was reading business books and entrepreneurial books. And we were like, come on, George, like can get drunk with us. And like, what are you doing? Like, all you do is like read books and like work or whatever. And it's so funny because now yes. I get it because now that's us. Like where, you know, we, there's a lot of things that we'll say no to or we don't do because we're trying to work on building our business and we're working in other creative ways. And yeah. And like, that means you can't do everything that you want to do. So it's funny because yeah, he was the first ever entrepreneur that I met and like how inspiring that is and how we didn't appreciate it back then. But now I'm like, oh my God, like. I wish we would have started back then. Yeah, yeah, I know. So anyway. He was always telling me, he always said, there's one thing he said to me in the Dominican, do you like this life? And I said, I do. And he was like, well, you can have more of it. Yeah. This can be your life. It's out there. Go get it. Yeah. And that just like resonated with me. It's almost like an emotional feeling because it was like, I had no idea what that meant. And you that's know? before even like being an online business entrepreneur yeah. or being um, location independent. I literally was wanted like to a be, thing. Like wanted, that wasn't a thing. I wanted to be a part of his marketing team. Yeah. Like, you know, it was like one of those things. But anyway, well now full circle. I'm kinda yeah, plugging him, right? But you didn't say he is the original one. He and his dad are the ones who created my engagement ring and my wedding band. And he created my wedding band yeah. from scratch. You're, you have a badass ring I do. too. Okay. And so anyway, so I had been in contact with him. Little did Kim know. No clue. Um, trying to play this off. So basically texting him, erasing the text. Texting him, erasing the text. So I told him the story. I told him the budget. And this is what's really cool is, you know, I did say, hey, can we work with um, some, I researched some fake diamonds that look really nice. And he was like, hey, man, I just want to be honest with you. Like, I'm all about quality and I'll yeah. work within your budget, but I don't work with fake stuff. Yeah. And, and I can really appreciate that because it goes to show you he's true to himself. And that was like a big lesson of like, wow, that's awesome. Like, I would rather have something smaller, but more intimate and beautiful yeah. than have something fake and big. I'm right? all about quality over quantity. I agree. And so that was a little check moment. So yeah. we basically talked it out. And what was really cool is he gave me the space to be like, what do you want? And I was like, well, Kim wants a band. She doesn't want a solitary diamond. I didn't, um, I didn't want an engagement ring because I felt like we've already been there, done that. And I just want a band that's pretty for my finger to show that I'm married. Yeah. That's all. And so basically, I was like, you know, she had the baguettes on her uh, solitary diamond. And then she had the full diamond band. And so I'd like to try to create something that kind of resembles both of those, but all in one piece. Yeah. And so George being George is like, dude, I got you. Um, so he created like, something on the computer. Boom, send it to me. We were moving forward. Um, what was really cool is he created something and then he was like, it's a little out of your budget. And I was like, dude, I got to stick to my budget or else Kim would be upset. Yeah. Um, and so he shaved off some things, recreated it and just made it even better and fit it into my budget, which is so amazing that you have that in your back pocket. Like, yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. Um, but, and the ring is insane and I love it because it's in, it's at my engagement ring and my, my original engagement ring and my original wedding band infused together. Mm-hmm. Um, with another layer to it to kind of symbolize the next chapter, which I loved. And beneficially too, nobody will ever have that. That is a creation. Yeah, exactly. It's a unique creation. I love that. So the craziest part is like all of this is going on behind the scenes. 
I have absolutely no idea. And I like to think of myself like I, I'm like in the know. Like it's very mm-hmm. rare that you can ever get stuff by me like or, or surprise me because I don't know. Like I just feel like I'm in the know. You're always lurking. I'm always watching. Yeah. So and I had absolutely no idea. So let's just fast forward. So I am. you go so, to the mall. You Well, basically what I was saying was it's funny from a relationship point of view because literally Kim and I are so like transparent with each other. That's just always how we've been. That literally even though I was doing something good for her that was going to be an amazing story, it killed me hiding this from her. Like I was deleting all these texts and I just felt so scandalous. Ooh, you're even slimy. though even <laughs> even though it was such a good thing. So George allowed me to, what was really cool was, I was like, dude, she's going to see if there's a lump sum that comes out. So he let me like break up the the payment, which he never does. And so he let me break it up so you wouldn't see it. And so it was like scattered around in different accounts um, so that you wouldn't be able to put it all together. Um, Which is so crazy. So we had that. So then we're heading to the mall to go shopping for TravCon. And Kim was talking about how she doesn't want to get on stage without anything on her finger. It's not about what it is. It's just about like having something resembling like she's married and that she feels good about. Yeah. And then she says, she turns to me and I'll kid you not, quote unquote. She says, why didn't you think about proposing to me again? No, no, no. That's not, don't quote me. I did not say that. And I wouldn't say that. Like, why didn't you think of that? Like, I wouldn't, I said... How cool would it have been? This is what I said. How cool would it have been? Because we're going to Paris, which is the most romantic city in the world, if you would have proposed to me on the love bridge in Paris. And I was like, I can't believe you didn't think of that. Like, And I said it kidding, but I was also like, that would have been a moment. And you're like, oh, you know, you like... Now, mind you... Shook it off, whatever. Yeah, now mind you, the ring is already created. We're trying to figure out how to ship it to me without her noticing with the weird shipment stuff that we had going on at this house. I had to ship it to a best friend that I work with and he had to like figure it out. All this stuff happened. So basically, um, I bought Kim a ring from uh, Swarovski Crystal. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like a under hundred bucks because I knew the other ring was coming. Um, so she would have something on her finger for Travcon. For Travcon. Which we were leaving for TravCon in a couple of days. So this is where we're at. We're at the mall. We're shopping for outfits for our talks. And we're leaving for TravCon in a couple of days. I still don't have a ring. And, oh, this is a funny side story. So we're in a store. And I go to try something on. I come out. I cannot find Aaron anywhere. Now, put this in in, in context. I am beyond hangry. At this point. Well, and something you, you know, always get angry at with me anyway. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I get enraged because you always do that. We'll go grocery shopping. You disappear into the night. I can never find you. And then I spend 20 minutes trying to freaking find you. Nothing infuriates me more. What so, if yeah. it was turned around that I spend 20 minutes trying to find you? It's never that way. Because oh, okay. you're the one who takes off. Always. You don't even mention it. You just I turn around and you're freaking gone. Mm-hmm. It's not even like I'm going to get bananas. Like, you're just out. So yes, infuriates me. Now on top of that, I'm hangry. Okay, so I come out, I can't find him. You're also annoyed that you can't find any outfits. True, I was annoyed at all levels. Yeah. And so I'm like going around the store. It's a massive store, and I'm like, where is this motherfucker? <laughs> like I'm gonna pound his fucking nuts in. Like I was pissed because this is like ten minutes. I'm like looking. I leave the store. I come back in. It's two stories. I go upstairs. I'm looking everywhere, and I my blood is just like 
boiling at this point. So I come out and I... Welcome to my life, people. Yeah, like pretty much every day. Yeah. So then I come out and I see him coming out. You were in, you were standing in front of the Michael Kors store. Granted, I'm one of the most, um, uh, what do you say, non-observant people. Yes. Like I don't like... I'm only focused on what's in my awareness. Like, I, I'm not distracted by outside noise very often. So, I didn't know. I didn't even see where he was. I just freaking beeline because I saw him. And I was like, where did you go? Like, I basically had to ream him out because I had to get the rage out. And so, bless his little heart, I had no idea that he had snuck in to the store to pick up a package for me and was trying to get away before I found him. And I basically, like... Like let him have it. Yeah, and he was, was she like, had always wanted a big face watch, mm-hmm. and so I, I found that one at Michael Kors. You had already had a Michael a Kors watch. watch that you like. It's a smart watch. It was pretty. Had some bling on it. Looked really some nice. Bling. That thing is icy. Yeah, it's nice. And so I had already had this planned out. So I tried to play it off like, oh, I saw that Michael Kors had a Wi-Fi signal. Yeah. So I went in there to to get Wi-Fi because I need to see where I don't know what we were looking for a place for lunch or something. Yeah, like that. of course we were. And so I literally played that off and you were just infuriated yeah storm, so storming away. i was like fine i'll let her be mad because it's perfect yeah she's not gonna ask questions right so good be yeah. mad so i had the watch so we go to lunch yeah it's a moment we finish our shopping i got nothing aaron got like everything under the sun like mm-hmm. you got so many cute things i got nothing um story of my life well, with shopping that, i freaking hate shopping so i dipped out too while she was shopping and i said i gave her my phone which was really crazy because I have alerts set to when I pay for things, like certain amounts come yeah. over my phone as notifications so I can verify them. And I gave you my phone. So I thought the alert was going to come <laughs> over when I paid for the Michael Kors thing about like uh, whatever. I wouldn't have noticed. I know. So then I dip into Swarovski Crystal to find you a little ring and I'm paying for it and the girls are asking me all these questions and like they're asking about the story and I'm telling them and I... Put the ring in the bag. I turn around and you're standing right outside Swarovski Crystal. Of course I don't see you. So I literally did this U-turn and came out the back of the store and then walked around the corner and was like, hey, what's up? Like, you're like, hey, where are you? See, it pays to have a non-observant wife, right? Because I had no clue. I was like, like fucking dummy over here. No idea what's happening. So anyway, we go to dinner. I give her, I give her the watch. Like we have this whole thing set up, and I, we, we get our margaritas and our tacos and everything. And so I gave her the watch, and she was like, "Oh my god!" And I was, and she goes, "Oh, but I don't have a ring." And I had the Swarovski crystal. Ring. I looked up, and he had the ring out. And like, people at the restaurant were like, "He's proposing!" Oh my god, it was so embarrassing because you know everybody's like watching, and it's like a moment. But it was so cool because he had the ring. And he, and I had, again, I had no idea. The watch was beautiful. And he was like, I really, you know, he had a spiel, but he was like, I want you to have this so that you feel like comfortable and confident on stage. And you can wear this um, while we search for a beautiful ring that will have a a story behind it through our travels. But in the meantime, you can have something on your finger. And I was like, oh my gosh, like it was such a special moment. It was such a beautiful, like, thoughtful, kind thing to do. And I was good. I was like, I got my ring. I got yep. my ring. Which and maybe nice. we'll find a ring along the way. But I didn't think anything of it. Because it took the pressure off of me because I knew the ring was coming. Yeah. So here's a little bit of the backstory. The freaking hurricane comes oh through God. Florida and hits Jacksonville and just sits there for a while. So guess what happens? The mail is 
grounded. Yeah. So George paid to overnight this ring to Dallas's house where Dallas was going to accept it. And it was planned to be there the Wednesday before we left on Friday. Yeah. So I was going to get it from Dallas, have it in my bag, and I was going to be good. Little do we know the hurricane comes. Yeah, now all of a sudden it's delayed. We leave. The ring's not even there yet. So the ring comes in on Saturday that we were at Travcon. Mm-hmm. So Dallas, I had a whole I had a whole plan set up where I gave him the address to the hotel, and then I was like, just mail it to me. So as we're flying, I'm thinking to myself, oh my god, the the room's under your name, and so if we get a package, they're gonna call you, and then yeah. you, even if I had to go downstairs, be like, oh, the front desk is calling. Yeah, I need to go see what's going on. And you, <laughs> right, you're not Still probably what where have... you say you're not like observant. That would have driven you crazy. Why are you going down to the? What are you doing? Why are you going down there? I don't know. There would you have could been... have just said it had something to do with like Travcon. You That's know, true. That's true, I but I didn't even it. want to have that conversation, so I basically thought that I'll have Brent, who's one of our good friends, was coming to TravCon, and he wasn't working that year, Yeah. so he was just free to roam, so I got his room number, and I had the package delivered to him, which yeah. then he accepted it, and then basically it all worked out, he signed for it, it came, I got it on Tuesday. The day everybody was leaving. I got it on Tuesday during the day and I had it in my possession. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah. And I had it for Paris. Which is so funny because again, all of this is happening. I have no idea. And I see a Venmo. Oh, uh, that almost broke me. That you sent Dallas. I don't know. It was like a hundred bucks or something. And I was like, I had that initial thought of like, oh, weird. I wonder why Aaron sent him a hundred bucks. But then we had so much going on that like I never asked you about it. I like never thought about it again, which is so funny because that's not like me at all. I'd be like, oh, like what's that for? Whatever. It was so random. I just let it go. Never thought about it again. Yeah. So off we go to Paris. Yep. I have no clue what's happening. Oh, I was like so nervous all day. Yeah. I couldn't tell. That's the funny thing is like usually I can tell with you when like, you get all up in your head good, and though. you wear your like emotions like on your face and like in your energy. And I couldn't, I didn't no, know I you was, were tired. I was good because I was tired. Or, yeah, I, well, you, you fell asleep at our engagement dinner. So, yeah. So awesome. I was, I, <laughs> I was tired. I didn't even get any like of the good loving. I know I was tired. <laughs> um, so that helped. But I was wondering, is it going to work out? Because I wanted to repropose. On the Arc de Triumph, overlooking the Eiffel Tower, because mm-hmm. you had originally said that we were going to do a picnic up there. Yeah. So I thought, how cool would that be? Sunset, lights come on in the Eiffel Tower, we're Aww, up on top of Paris, overlooking the city, and I give you a new ring. Yeah. Okay. A moment. A moment. Fantastic. Okay, that was so my what plan. really happened yeah. is this. So, and of course, it's like so perfect and fitting for us. I also had the plan that I wanted Kim to be on Instagram story because everybody was following along with our ring saga to where it even became a highlighted reel to where everything we did for chasing down this ring is still on our Instagram. So I thought how much of a cooler way than to do an Instagram story and she turns around and I have the ring. Yeah. That was my whole thought process. So, ah! Sorry. Oh. False alarm. Wow, I'm sorry. I thought it was a spider, but it was a fly. It, like, literally flew up my face. Um, did you see the terror? Yeah. Sorry, everyone. Hopefully okay. you weren't driving and freaked out. <laughs> so, so I'm 
Instagram storying per usual, showing the vibe, right? Showing the moments that are happening. And I had shown everything. I had done a pan. I explained where we were. Like I had already done it. And now it was kind of time to like put the phone down and just kind of embrace the moment. So Aaron's like, babe, like, why don't you do a pan and well, then like show again, me because I want to say that, something. There was like 250,000 people up there. Yeah, there was a million people. It, it was, was insane. so crazy. Yeah. So I was like, no, I don't want to do it again. I've already done it. I don't want to do it again. Like whatever. And you were like really adamant about like wanting to do another pan because you said you had something you wanted to say mm-hmm. about. Yeah. yeah I and I was like, so of course me, I'm like, fine. Like this is so lame. And so stupid. So like, ugh, this is ridiculous. She literally said, listen. I do one thing. I don't repeat things. I that is hate not when people we, repeat things. We want to so repeat annoying. on Instagram. And I was like, listen, we didn't talk about yeah. the lights coming on and the different things and blah, blah, blah. So I and humored I didn't get to you. Share. I, you. You did say you didn't get to share. So I was like, okay, fine. As I'm like stomping my feet because I'm like annoyed. So I like start my whole pan and I go to turn and he's not there. So I'm like, what the fuck? And I like, I get off the, like the story. Like I take my finger off of the button and then I keep turning and he's there right behind me with the ring out. And I was like, I was speechless. You were. I'm never speechless. I was like, I was not expecting it. I was like, holy shit, is this happening? So you wanted me to pan to get that moment where yes. you had, but of course I'm an asshole and I, <laughs> hey, I screwed up the whole situation per usual. But it was perfect for us. Again, it was. It, we, I have these elaborate plans. You do. And then personality wise, whatever you want to call it, it's always infused and it wouldn't have been that story and that special yeah. if it didn't happen like right. that. You know, because I mean, it was like the fairy tale, but turned into but turned like a horror story, Kim and Aaron G style. Yeah, which is great. It wasn't a well, horror. No, story. No, it wasn't a horror story. But there was like so many people watching. Which again, like, I don't. It's funny because I I don't mind getting attention. Like I don't mind like being center of attention. Let's be real. Like we kind of like love the limelight, but I don't when it's a when it's a personal moment where I'm trying to like. Like, think about how I'm feeling and, like, have an intimate moment. I don't want people watching it, you know? I can do planned or spontaneous limelight. Yeah. But I can't do forced limelight. Oh, I yeah. I was like, mind your own freaking business, right? So everybody's staring at us because, of course, they think he's he's proposing. Which is funny because I'm wearing a wedding ring. Yeah. So it looks like, like I brought my... The, the for the second time. Yeah. So at dinner, I'm wearing a wedding ring, yeah. which on the left hand was the outer part when I was presenting yeah. the ring to you. And those people... Thought I was proposing to my mistress. Yeah, they're like, who are these freaks? Like, then, what is happening? But then you had, like, a whole, like, little spiel, and, um... I did. It and was, it was, just it was like a, a beautiful moment. Again, it was a new chapter, and honestly, like, thinking about the whole time and, like, really bringing it all together, there's so many people that contributed, which really goes to the specialness of it, that we have people that support us yeah. and, and are there for us. But to be able to repropose new beginnings yeah. in Paris on the Arc de Triomphe overlooking the Eiffel Tower. No matter how it went, it was special. It, and it really fulfilled, you know, what you had told me was I just want a story behind the new yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, for it, it to is. have meaning. Yeah. And, like, that is a story I will never forget. It was such a special moment. Again, it's at sunset overlooking the Eiffel Tower. Like, come on. It's in Paris. Like, I, you know, it's like a special moment. But I think take all of that out of it like 
it was to me like what what I felt like my heart was so lit up was like that you were like you're such like a thoughtful like kind like person like you're such a loving person and like the fact that like you had gone through all of that to create something beautiful and special for me of, of you know because I lost it like and you you had this whole plan like it was so meaningful to me like it makes me want to cry thinking about it I'm just like how grateful I am to have like such an amazing partner that after nine years is is like takes I don't know, like takes the thought into creating a special moment like that. And I was like, gosh, this is so amazing. I was telling this story the other day to John at work and he was like, he really fucking loves you, doesn't he? And I'm like, he really does. Yeah. Like he's such a, a good guy, like such an amazing human. But it was like, it was just a really cool moment. It was a special moment that I'll never forget. And now I have my beautiful band. And you have your awesome Swarovski crystal ring. And I have the crystal ring that I love, too. It wasn't just a filler ring, but I do wear it on my right hand. Um, but what we didn't say, which is another kind of funny part of it just shows our personality so well, that we went to the mall in Chico to go to the Verizon store or something to our get our hotspot. Again, I'm hangry as F. Like, what? hangry. We were planning to go get lunch. And Aaron was like, can we just can you humor me for a second and like go walk with me? But you wouldn't tell me what it was. And you know that I like details. I don't want to just be walking into the abyss. So I start throwing a fit and I'm like, no, I'm so hungry. Like I was so mad. I'm like, can't we just go eat? Like, where are we going? Where are we going? So I keep going. He takes me into a jewelry store so he could get my ring. So basically the way I figured it, it was one, what she didn't know was George was making the ring. And he said, this type of ring that I'm making I cannot resize. So you have to give me the size that she is. So I've contacted her sister. She's like, I've I don't done, know what size she yeah, is. Yeah, I don't know what size. She's like, maybe she's a six and a half. I don't know. Like, yeah. I'm not sure, blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, I figured she'd be the same size as you because she wears your rings, blah, she blah, blah. She has even smaller fingers than me. So then um, I was like, I, I have to do it or else he can't make this ring. And then we won't have it by Paris. So I just got to suck it up. Stand my ground. And you did. And, and say, I went with you. We And so what I you said was, drag me in. if I find something along the way, I want to know what yeah. your size is. And it really helped with the Swarovski crystal ring too, because they said, what size? Yeah. And I knew five. Boom. Yeah. Like it was on, on point. Yeah. So we got the ring size. So I had the size, I had the budget, I yeah. had what she wanted and boom, it all just worked out. Yeah. And so that was funny because it's like, that's always our theme is you're trying to do something nice. I'm pouting and usually throwing some kind of a fit because I'm hungry. Mm -hmm. um, but so after he proposes on the, on the arc, I never want to say it because I feel like I totally botched it. Yeah. So that, and mind you, this is our first night in Paris. So we had just come off this like crazy flight. We had just come off TravCon, which was like its own energy sucker. So we're exhausted. Um, and so. Well, and take the adrenaline yeah, of like trying everything. to propose and like make sure it's right. Yeah. And it's going to work and it's going to be perfect and getting it's all like those things. Lot. Like yeah, my yeah. adrenaline was up. So once I did it, I just. You were done. Boom. So we're like, okay, we were going to go home because we were so tired. But we're like, it's our engagement. Like it's our engagement day. Like we got to like, Aaron's like, let's just get a glass of champagne and like we can celebrate whatever. So we ended up going to um, Laudry, which is a place in Famous. Paris that is known for its macaroons that are amazing. And so we go there. We had already gone there earlier for macaroons. And so we go macaroons and champagne. So then we go back for dinner 
And Aaron gets this risotto, truffle risotto that I still dream about. Like my mouth is dripping right now. It was incredible. Um, And we had a glass of wine and we're like, oh yeah, we had champagne and we're like, oh, this is going to be like a gauge. Like we're going to go home and like, you know, do adult things, like solidify like this, this relationship. Aaron, I look over at his eyes are closed. He's literally (laughs) has his head laying against the glass, like drooling, like on his risotto. And I'm like. This is awesome. She's like, this is like, did you just fall asleep? I'm like, wow. I'm like, no, 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 yeah. no. I'm awake. And this is at like eight o'clock at night. It would, no, actually, were, it was at like nine. We o'clock. were exhausted. Yeah. So we went home and we cuddled and we went to bed and it was just like the perfect way to kick off our trip. Yeah. We had it the food and wine tour the next day and ah, we and were, I was like a married woman. Yeah. Like I, it like brought back my not that being married makes me feel confident, but like just having that back on my finger, like I just felt like so good, mm-hmm. you know. And it's beautiful and um, it was a moment. So you did really good, my well, love. Thank you. So you yeah, are amazing the, human. Hopefully, we never have another ring saga again. This is it. So we can put the stamp. Put it to bed, baby. It's done. Put it to bed. Yep. Somebody at work asked me if you had a brother. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, he doesn't. He's got a dad. <laughs> if you're into older, older gems. <laughs> older silver Shouldn't boxes. Shouldn't be compared, actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's the ring story. And um, we'll leave it at that this yeah. week. Yeah, so next week, uh, big plans. We have um, the Q&A where we posted some questions and had people give us questions on international travel. Yeah. Um, fun travel. So we're going to answer those questions. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, so thanks for hanging out. And if you have any topics that you want us to talk about specifically or have questions for us, you can either leave it on a review, like leave a feedback on the actual iTunes or you can email us, which is on freedomandscrubs.com. There's a contact us. Write us in. Tell us what you want us to talk about. Ask us questions. Like, that's what we're here for. Um, and so, yeah. Yeah, no, I, mean, I did say at the beginning, this is a creative outlet for us. We can share our stories. But again, like, we're here for you guys as well. So yeah. whatever you want to hear, we're an open book, as you guys have hopefully seen. Um, and so, yeah, we love topics that you guys want us to talk about. Totes. Yeah. All right. Well, until next time, we'll be podcasting from our new place yes, we next will. week. From so, Chico, California. From old Cheeks. Cheeks. Not to be confused with Chino. Chino. Yeah. All of our OC fans OC out fans. there, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Anyway. Ryan. All right, y'all. All right. We're See you out. next week. Bye.